Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Wrapping up our uh, playoff discussion here, Ty says this on the text line, what about eight teams in with five conference champions and three at large. Rico and I were kind of discussing that during the break. I got a question for you, Ty. Yeah, is it Power Five or is it just... Is it the five Power Five conference champions or are you just taking the five best conference champions? So like this year, if Cincinnati wins their conference and let's say, I don't know, Wake Forest wins their conference, in in Ty's scenario, Mm -hmm. you know, the five automatic bids, so you would take, I'm saying, you know, you would take... uh, the Big Ten champion if it's Michigan. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, you're taking the Big Ten champion. You're taking the SEC champion. Uh, you're taking the Big 12 champion. And then let's say you take the Pac-12 champion and the American champion if it's Cincinnati. And then you've got your three at large. Then, you know, you could throw in the ACC champion yeah. and then, you know, whoever else. Probably Alabama. Who, whoever loses the SEC Who, yeah, Whoever loses. Honestly, like, at large should just be two at large and the loser of the SEC championship if because <laughs> that's exactly what it's going it to be, be every time. Unless it's a Ohio State-Nebraska kind of deal and Nebraska just barely beats Ohio <laughs> State and Maybe. Ohio State's the, oh, the loser of the Big Ten. Okay, let's uh, – let's, good, good stuff there. We had a good interaction. Appreciate you guys um, tuning in. You guys gave us a lot of – a lot of things to think about there. Yeah, I just think that there. I, I would not be surprised if Alabama wins this Saturday and come whenever the rankings come out, Cincinnati's out, Alabama and Oklahoma State. Are Honestly, out. just everyone be prepared for Cincinnati not to be in the playoff. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of what I've I've boiled the, it all down to. I want them to be in it, and I think that they would be you know great television, and they would they would offer a great game whoever they play. Mm-hmm. But just be prepared for uh, uh, a power five or an independent team to to jump Cincinnati and then stay off Twitter because you won't want to get in it's going to be disgusting that'll be bad all right let's move on to Nebraska football a little bit um Rico you you kind of proposed a question earlier to me before we before the show began uh, regarding the special teams coordinator Mm -hmm. but speaking about Mickey Joseph first we we had some some guys ask this um we get this from Austin there's only one scenario with the coaching they have to have their offensive coordinator already who would sign off on Mickey Joseph if not, it's pure dysfunction. Very interesting point, Austin, because 
it could be pure dysfunction. It very well could be pure dysfunction. If that's if that's what you want to label it, if that's what you're saying is pure dysfunction, it could be that, or honestly, it could just be the fact that they believe no matter who the offensive coordinator is, that Mickey Joseph is the best wide receivers coach out there that they could get. Mm-hmm. And and based on his track record at LSU, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know other wide receiver coaches, so I can't really speak on that. But I would say that Mickey Joseph is a pretty solid wide receivers coach, and the guys that he's recruited and developed down at LSU have had a decent amount of success. And, and those two big names being Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Yes. And and two guys that are in the NFL now. One, um, Justin Jefferson, Minnesota, right? Yes. And then... Jamar Chase, Cincinnati. And, and Terrace Marshall as well oh, yeah. with uh, the Carolina Panthers. So those, those guys... Um, here's, here's this one, or the guy is still coaching. I'd say that's... I'd say that's honest. My the most honestly the, the most, most likely. likely. Thank you, Rico. Text talk. Yeah, I had to sift through that there. Yeah, I, I I would be very interested to see where they're at or find out where they're at about with the offensive coordinator because I've said it before and I'll say it again. They they said they told us and they told all the fans that offense coordinator was going to be the primary hire. The guy that they were going to find first was going to be the offense coordinator. because, And they needed to do it quick. Mm-hmm. They needed to do it as quick as possible to um, to help with the recruiting. And, and obviously, early signing day is going to kind of go by and, and everything. And and all this, Nebraska's not going to make a huge splash. We, we know they're going to go transfer Maybe. portal heavy. And and we'll see. It's going to be more about that February signing day, probably where where Nebraska fans may want to pay more attention to with guys that commit uh, and or sign mm-hmm. by February. You know when they commit that late December or January time frame as well. So it, it's going to be interesting how these next couple weeks unfold. If it is one of the things where the coach is still coaching and and going through the motions of the, the latter parts of their season wherever they are, then that's one thing. That's that okay. Be- interesting just thinking of the teams that are currently still playing yeah I mean it could still you know a bowl game thing but even then you've seen coaches leave before bowl games so if 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 not not going to spread any rumors if the offensive coordinator that they are going for is still coaching that offensive coordinator would would currently be on a you know conference champion caliber team despite the conference doesn't matter yeah if Uh, Rumors. I, not yeah, spread. I, I don't want to. I don't want to address any of the rumors. We're having some teams be talked about on the text line. I'm, I'm not even going to mention any of them uh, because you guys, you guys can read. I mean, you guys can read the articles of the rumors, and, and you guys can Twitter go to message stuff. boards and read all that. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But I will wait until M- Mickey facts. Joseph. I mean, like like Rico said, track record impressive. Uh, once again, this this staff is kind of in a win now situation. They they need to find success next year. And you you kind of hope that Scott Frost went out there with that in mind, realizing, mm-hmm. hey, this is could maybe my last year, and I need to find guys that will will have an instant impact on um, as part of the staff and on our players that are that are already on the roster and who they're looking to get. Mm-hmm. We get this also. Um, is there any chance that Trev can get a super duper offense coordinator that could take over next year if if next year has a similar outcome? Interesting way to look at it. Also, Trev's made it Trev Alberts has made it very clear that he's not involved in this in finding the coaches. So he's speaking with Scott Frost about, you know, whatever an athletic director and a head coach yeah. have to speak about when it comes to assistant coach hires, but in in the way of searching for assistant coaches and actually hiring them and making, you know, the offers, Trev is not involved in that. It's it's all Scott Frost doing. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if uh I mean that that that's okay though. Like the athletic director doesn't need to be involved. The the, the head coach 
because we should look back and say these are Scott Frost guys. Mm-hmm. We want to say that next year. Remember the whole thing with Bob Diaco? It was, oh, well, we knew this was Sean Eichhorst guy. We knew this was not Mike, a Mike Riley guy. Sean Eichhorst, Sean Eichhorst told Mike Riley to yeah. hire Bob Diaco. Told him to fire Mark Banker and told him to fi- hire Bob Diaco. And so it's just like things like that where um, you don't need uh, to have the athletic director. You need them to sign off, obviously. But Scott Frost needs to be able to pitch this guy with confidence to Trev Alberts. Trev Alberts has to has to buy it, buy what Scott Frost is selling, and and go from there. And so um, we do know Mickey Joseph though, and so that is um, definitely an upgrade or or at least a, a name to put to a wide receiver room. All right, Rico, you mentioned earlier that what happens if Nebraska doesn't hire a special teams coordinator? I don't see them hiring us like. I don't know why, but in my mind, I just don't see them getting a special teams coordinator. I think they're going to uh, maybe shuffle some people around and give some people some new jobs here and there. But a special teams coordinator, I think it's still going to be uh, a position coach is also working with special teams. And I mean, that that sucks because you've already seen how that works out. But right now, you know, you, you still need a quarterback, a running back and a offensive line coach. And those are three really important positions. And if you hire those three, you're not going to have you know, the 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 room for a special teams coach in way of, you know, the NCAA rules and how many coaches you can have, how many assistant coaches you can have on your staff. So it might be another analyst, unless, of course, they go the way of, of again, flipping people around and then hire a special teams coach and have somebody pull in double duty with positions. I, I'm curious to see if Scott Frost will handle quarterbacks and if they do something with the offensive coordinator and running backs coach. If that's the situation, mm-hmm. because think about it, they have Mickey Joseph now being passing game coordinator and associate head coach. And so it's it's interesting to see if, if they would have and then move Ron Brown back to being a an analyst mm-hmm. or a non full time guy. And that that would open up spot for for special teams. Yeah, I, I think you have to. And and Tom says the PR move and yeah that's probably it to an extent but also you just have to like you, it's it's time man to, it's been to, three years of, it, of abysmal special four. teams four years of abysmal special teams like it's just time to start paying attention to it and start unless he um, takes it over unless Scott Frost takes over being special like a head coach and special teams coach but let me ask you this which that's one what is, Bo Pelini did which one is Scott Frost more likely to do quarterbacks or special teams OC. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Don't do that. I, uh, I mean, no. I'm not wrong. Yeah, no, I just think that there's a better chance that he takes over quarterbacks, quarterbacks rather than special teams, and you go out and get a special teams guy. Yeah. I mean, think think about it. I mean, Bill Bush has been named a, a, a possible he's, option. He's here and he's, he's been here. floated around. Sean, Sean Snyder was the first one I thought about. His name was getting rumor, uh, rumored around last year mm-hmm. before Bill Bush and coming from K-State. And then he went to USC instead. Obviously, we all know the the switch up and everything of of everything going on at USC. Well, so Lincoln Riley wants to keep him. There's a chance. So it, it's there's there's options for Scott Frost. The way I look at it also is, and and I've said it before, Rico's in the same boat as well. Scott Frost has an opportunity to make changes that at 15 and 29, not many coaches would have. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting here saying I can either stick with my own way, my old ways of things that have not proven successful, and and proven to be of high quality and winning football, or I can make a change and we could try something new. Mm-hmm. Speaking of trying something new, think about it this way: Scott, if Scott Frost doesn't take over quarterbacks, if you hire an offensive coordinator, and you know they're they're going to be calling the offensive plays, if if what Scott Frost said is true and he's taking a step back, yeah. 
why not have your offensive coordinator also be somewhat of a quarterback's coach since the quarterback is also running the offense? And in that instance, maybe if you trust your quarterback enough, you could give him some type of freedom to make changes at the line and possibly call some plays. I'm not saying you would, but if your offensive coordinator is also somewhat your quarterback's coach, then you don't have to hire a quarterback's coach. You would hire a special teams coach, and then you 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 get your offensive line and running backs coaches. Um, I, I mean, that might work. But I I don't I wouldn't know I've never been a coach anywhere really at all so I couldn't tell you how time consuming that is and how difficult it would be to call plays and pay attention to the offense while also being a quarterbacks coach and trying to pay attention to every little thing that that person is doing. Brian T says this on the text line they have tried doing special teams about every way possible with a ded- dedicated coordinator and in all caps failed miserably every time is frost really that stubborn yeah i i don't know if it's one like like we had that conversation last week i don't know if it's more of a stubborn or if that he's just so obsessed with it that he wants to be involved in everything like i i think and and we talked about it last week rico is if that's the case where he's just so obsessed with it mm-hmm. that he wants to be the guy to fix everything then that's that's a good thing in a situation in one you know certain situation c- certain situation to be so obsessed and and caring that much. Once again, it's not an effort thing. But on the other side, on the flip side of that, there are times when you need to say this program is bigger than myself and these jobs I just can't do myself. Mm-hmm. And and that's where once again Scott Frost has an opportunity to do something that many coaches. I would think before this, I wouldn't have said Nebraska. Any coach at Nebraska would, would have had zero opportunity. Fi- Fifteen to do. and twenty-nine, three and nine, coming off your first three and nine season since the nineteen sixties, and you have an opportunity to switch around coaches and try new things. Something that you should have done probably a couple years ago is trying new things and making changes, but you didn't. And so now you're sitting here ahead of year five at going into the offseason with a recruiting class that isn't that great. You're heavy in the transfer portal. you got new coaches. You have four new coaches coming in, whoever those may be. One of those is Mickey Joseph. You have an opportunity to make a change, and you have an opportunity to step back and say, listen, this thing is bigger than myself, and I realize that now, and I care more about this program than what it seems. And here we are. We're going to make a change, and we're going to try to try our best to try, or we're at least going to try something else and see if it finds success. Mm-hmm. I know that was a very long way about it. You're fine. It was a word, it was a word it was salad, wordy. but it worked. It was very wordy. And so it's it's just very, very interesting. Um, Oak Valley Husker says this, hot take, Scott Frost, quote, can't find an OC, hires a special teams coach, and uh, hires himself as offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach and pays himself an extra million and a half dollars let's hope not yeah let's hope not let's hope not i know that was sarcasm also um this guy says uh the qb guy taking up a full assistant spot just can't happen again special teams coordinator with an ability to give meaningful feedback to specialists is the way to go i would agree you You have to you have to get a special teams coordinator yeah you need to get somebody in here to, to figure this out i just thought of this right now is i don't know if scott frost will will you know turn himself into a quarterback's coach because He's told he's told us before that he wants to be more involved with everything going on, not just one side of the ball. And if he's quarterbacks coach, once the offense comes off the field, whatever happens, mm-hmm. he's going to have to talk to the quarterback to see what he saw and, and, and pick his brain and talk about what he saw from the sideline. And he won't be able to watch the special teams and the defense and try to uh, give his input and, and feedback and, and fix things uh, the way that he 
apparently wants to do involving the entire team and each side of the ball and, and, and you know, the three different areas of football. So if he were to be the quarterback's coach, that might take that option away from him, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be something he wants to do if he's truly taking a step back from the offense. It's it's going to be interesting to see how it plan, pans out. I'll be honest. I thought we were going to know more by the end of this week. I really I did. thought we were going to be I, done with coaches I, at I would the end have, of this week. I would have really liked to know more, and, and I was hoping that we would have known more by the end of this week, by the time Friday came around. Yeah. Um, and it's just been it's been a wild week, and I guess at least you can say if you want to look glass half full, at least we know our wide receivers coach, our recruitment, or not recruitment, our uh, passing game coordinator and all this. I don't like, know if they're going to have a recruiting coordinator. I think it's just everybody. Yeah, well, maybe because maybe Mickey, they should look if, at it. If you were going to have one, it would have been Mickey Joseph. Maybe, well, maybe they just didn't want to give him a fourth position, fourth title. <laughs> My man's name tag is just massive with his titles. It, it's it's uh, strays across his whole yeah. desk. So I, uh, yeah. So it's going to be um, interesting to see how it all pans out. All right, let's take our final time out. When we come back, we'll kind of wrap up the week. Uh, it's been a it's been a hectic week. We'll kind of recap it all. Talk about how wild it was. Also. The Knicks and Bulls played last night. We'll yeah, talk whatever. about that all up next, and we'll wrap up the Friday show next on Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.